Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow talking with Sue Timberlake tonight as we... Hey there. Uh, hey there. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, ind- the moderating, leavening influence of the independent is, is absent tonight. John is uh, uh, under the weather, so it's just the two... You know, jaded partisans. Yeah, exactly. Just, just the two of us. <laughs> right. Just 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 tearing pieces out of each other because, you know, uh, uh, red team versus blue team. Uh, yeah. So uh, we, by the way, which 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 is red and which is blue? Because like as a lefty, I thought we were supposed to be the reds. Well, you know, in Britain, it's it's the colors are the opposite. Right. So I'm just I'm just yes. confused, you know, we probably just did that to be different from the British. Right. That's how we are. I, we I, you know, I bet it was just some random map makers, you know, some some wonks random choice for coloring a, uh, an election night map back in like 2000. And it just sort of suddenly <laughs> stuck. You know, I bet that's all it was. Yeah, I thought it was like, right. The blue dog Democrats maybe did that. Oh, yeah. But those were the they were the conservative Democrats, so go figure. Yeah. I've never actually seen a blue dog, so I'm just like I'm <laughs> you know. Anyway. You never heard of a dog named Blue? I have heard they're of like a dog blue. named Blue and, and yeah, apparently solves mysteries hounds. and finds clues, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Oh, that's blue's clues. Well blue blue is one of those colors, you know, they're they're really sort of a hazy gray blue dog. Ah, well, fair enough. <laughs> so anyway, uh, if uh, our listeners want to give us any info on uh, dog coloration, um, uh, <laughs> you know, Democratic Party nicknames and any of that stuff, uh, we'd certainly love to hear from you. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash civil politics radio or at civil politics FM on Twitter. Probably the best way is to email us. And that is contact at civilpoliticsradio.com oh excuse me a moment oh, come on buddy i know it sucks you want to jump up here but i don't like it when you jump on me when i don't have any you know i'm only wearing shorts Claw the crap. Oh, good to know stupid kitty yeah i'm just i'm just wearing shorts kitty kitty Ugh. It's live radio. What, what can you do? Yes. <laughs> and Zoom. Live radio and Zoom. Yes. Uh, we are pre-recording on Thursday nights. Yes. Anyway. Um, so. And you can con- uh, reach us by email, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com. That is, of course, also our own website with recordings of previous episodes of the show uh, and supplemental episodes and good stuff like that. We uh, uh, have aired uh, both of our interviews with the mayors, uh, mayoral candidate rather, candidates rather, for the Northampton uh, city of Northampton mayor. Uh, uh, the election is uh, next Tuesday as we uh, 
send this episode out to you. So please don't forget to vote if you haven't already voted in advance. And uh, we also have, uh, we had uh, East Hampton Mayor Nicole LaChapelle on the show and we did a supplemental chat with her as well. And uh, that's also, yeah. You invited her uh, opponents, but they never responded. So we tried to give them equal time. Yeah, yeah. No, Uh, their loss, you know. (laughs) So, excuse me. So, uh, yes, please, by all means, uh, don't forget to go out and vote. And, uh, yeah. And Northampton, don't forget question one which is about um, creation of a municipal light plant, which is the first step to doing. Uh, oh, public uh, broadband. To uh, the home. Yeah. Opti- yeah. Optical fiber to the home in, in Northampton. So if you want that, be sure to vote yes on that. But that'll be the first question on the ballot in Northampton. Yep. Internet um, as a public utility in Northampton. Why would you not want that? Um, yeah. So uh, speaking of public utilities and public goods and uh, infrastructure, oh, my God, I am just so (laughs) getting so frustrated with uh, uh, Congress and, you know, uh, the Democratic Party. Um, Well, I have to say you're making it easy on the Republicans right now. That's for sure. Because it's... um, it's a food fight, but you know, I think some of the, the, the fact that there's so much media now that we see a lot of the ins and outs that we would never have seen before the 24 hour news cycle with them filling in every minute with every vote and move. And I mean, to some degree it's, um, it's close though. It feels, do you think it's close? I think it's close to a vote. I think, I think they're going to get a vote. They're going to vote on the, um, was it the transportation piece? that is expiring they're going to vote on that um thursday night which is when we're we're recording this because they think they won't vote on the other one probably till next week but you know the there's um it was part of the original budget and it's expiring i think it's a transportation component that's expiring this week so they're going to do mm. a short term um, oh a short term okay yeah i was going to say they, yeah they- just they can vote on that bill anytime between now and the end of this Congress, which will be, you know, January of 2023. So, well, the, this one, they have to continue it because it only went through to the end. It goes till Sunday. Right. And then they run out of money. So they're just doing a patch while they work on the other bill. So I assume that means they're going to vote next week or so on the rest of this. I, I don't know. Um, I do Seems have likely. to say at, as a Republican, Yes, I am. I am really mortified by the fact that there's not a single Republican that has anything to say about any of the provisions in the big bill. You know, your 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 big bill. The they call it build back better John, bill. Yeah, yeah, the BBB because reconciliation. I guess people call it that, but that's actually a process that they use for a lot of things. But um, the BBB bill, and you know, not a single soul has stood up for you know, universal pre-K, any of the clean energy stuff, you know, child child tax tax credit. credit. Yeah. Um, And and you know that Collins, Susan Collins, I mean, you know, you can name the people. Well, maybe you can't name the people. Maybe I can't name the people, but you know, there's Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, you know, are basically the two Republicans who make gestures at, you know, caring about people and, uh, uh, 
actually wanting to use the power of the government to maybe make people's lives slightly less terrible. Well, Mitt Romney does too. I mean, I, I, I'm just, um, you know, school Mm. meals that's in this that are free. Um, uh, the immigration reform funding, I can see why everybody's avoiding that, but didn't the, I think um, I thought Romney was holding out for the, a provision about uh, pet transportation. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited funds for the dog to ride in the carrier on top of the car. <laughs> oh, as a dog lover, that one killed me, but <laughs> yeah, but you know, they they have it in, I think. I think 19, and I'm not sure the exact number, but I think 19 Republicans went for the Joe Manchin bill, which is oh, basically the hard infrastructure. Bridges and tunnels, well, bridges and yeah. tunnels and so forth. You know, yeah, the good family right? construction jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so at least there were 19 that were willing to do that. But on this bill, there's not one that's saying boo, they're just all hiding behind McConnell. And I just, I'm, you know, government requires that you get in the pool. And it just feels like my party is on the sidelines. You know, in fact, they're not even just on the sidelines. They, they're basically, you know, sort of put, you know, soiling, what is it? The soiling the well. <laughs> they're Owling the, the well, well, yeah. Poisoning the well. Yeah, yeah. they're fouling the well. Yeah, I just don't, I don't understand it. And I just, I just worry for my party. I even see stuff now that says, you know, should there be a third party? (laughs) It's just for my own party. It's, 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 um, it sucks. Look, Sue, uh, I've said this before and I'm, I'm really sorry, but it's still true. Um, the Republican Party, all the all pretty much all the elected officials, and I, I think uh, a uh, all too large uh, percentage of the rank and file. I don't know if it's truly a majority of them or just a a sizable enough vocal minority oh, that vocal. It, yeah yeah vocal that, minority from my perspective, but yeah. But regardless, it you know the the Republican Party has become a party that is all about one thing. It's all about the cult of Donald Trump. You know, I, I think you guys have long had these authoritarian tendencies. I think you guys have long only been interested in. I like authoritarianism. About... <laughs> I like, I like people who know how to use power. <laughs> right. Uh, the party of limited government, uh, says it's for a limited government, but really it just wants limited government when anybody else is trying to govern. Anyway, the point is, uh, I, I I think this is just this is just how it's going to be. So I don't think you're you're gonna. I don't think there's going to be any point at which uh, the Republican Party is going to change its stripes unless and until uh, you know. Trumpism is just absolutely and embarrassingly shattered. And I don't think that's going to happen, frankly, um, because you'd think losing losing the, the last election, losing the popular vote both times, and just the farrago of nonsense that the Trump administration spewed out for four years and the terrible consequences of their... Uh, you know, mishandling of the COVID epidemic in particular, you know, like that hasn't turned uh, the Republican Party away from uh, Trumpism. And uh, the 
the insurrection on January 6th, you know, where they were breaking into Congress and shouting, hang Mike Pence. Uh, the Congress people who were upset about that at the time, uh, with a couple of exceptions like Liz Cheney, have all decided to shut up and roll with it. And the ones who haven't, like Liz Cheney, they've kicked out of any kind of position of power in the party. They, they I'm sorry, but, you know, like like the not only have the weasels taken over Toad Hall, the 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 other toads are like, you know what? These weasels are pretty cool. Let's uh, let's stay on their good side. You know, like I think these weasels have got it going on. We should uh, we should let them well, here's keep a, doing things. Here's a small counterfact, and I will. Uh, yeah, yeah. Allow uh, uh, small, but um, you know, they're subpoenaing your your select committee in Congress is subpoenaing um, well, the January sixth select committee. Subpoenaing our select committee in our House of Representatives <laughs> happens to be controlled <laughs> right. by Democrats, but has some Republicans on it, like like Liz Cheney. Uh, yep. <laughs> Well, anyway, so they subpoena all these folks. And I think it's really funny that, um, you know, and of course, they're all stalling, delaying, and some of them are cooperating, sort of, but not really. Anyway, um, Jeffrey Clark, who is, uh, he was in the Department of Justice, and he was trying to take over the top job. And they were saying if, um, if uh, the other fellow quit, that all of the folks in the Department of Justice would walk out. Yeah, and they're yeah. trying to put him in charge anyway. And he's the Trump official that was at the DOJ that was helping to drive uh, yes. something that was going on. Anyway, so he was supposed to testify tomorrow. And um, they, they, um, if you look on um, uh, Fox News, they're portraying it that you know the Democrats can't drag anybody in there and nobody's cooperating. Actually, the guy's lawyer quit because he won't he won't represent him, and they're having trouble. A lot of these folks are having lawyers represent them. I think that's a really good sign because they don't want to represent them in front of Congress when they're in contempt of Congress. So I just thought I'd lay that one out there. And there's a bunch of depositions coming up that are actually going to happen. And Steve Bannon got referred for criminal contempt. So that we'll see where that goes. And Mark Meadows is dragging his feet. He was, quote, cooperating. And they decided today that he wasn't really cooperating. But I think the fact that they're having trouble getting lawyers is a good sign because the lawyers don't want to be disbarred. That's true. And supporting perjury before Congress would be one way to do that. And, uh, you know, willfully showing contempt of Congress would be another. So something if your client says, nah, screw Congress, I don't want to have anything to do with it. But it's another thing for you to sort of you know, continue to represent them like that. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So I, anyway, just sort of one small de- detail, but you know, I'm just barely old enough to not remember McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was four, I was four or five when that was going down. So, um, and I, you same know, age I was when Watergate, Watergate <laughs> was going down. Yeah. So I can't really represent it, but you know, it was a thing until one day it cracked and you know, they cracked it wide open and it stopped. So I'm I'm hopeful that, you know, people stop drinking the Kool-Aid and they'll come to their senses and and, you know, show some backbone and some values in the Republican Party, because I don't see many people with values of any kind at the moment. They're all hiding. They, they're terrified, I guess. I mean, I, I don't actually I, know what the I, problem I, I, is. Well, I mean, again, I, I think they have values and those values are terrible. I think that's what we're seeing. You know, their their values are. 
you know, our money and power above everything. And if that means, uh, you know, saying, nah, screw it, we won't vote in favor of a child tax credit, uh, you know, a refundable child tax credit, uh, you know, our paid family leave or taking steps to deal with climate change. You know, like they don't want to do any of these things. Look how hard, uh, you know, the Republican Party fought against doing any kind of COVID relief earlier this year. You know, like we were in huge trouble and and uh, uh, people needed money because they were staying home so much and local governments were having shortfalls. And, you know, the federal government needed to prop them up. And the Republicans were like, eh, I don't know, but should we? They voted. Some of them voted for those. Those early, those two early bills. One while Trump was in pres was president, and then when Joe Biden came in, the Republicans yeah. voted. So yeah. I, I, I just can't imagine. You know how you get the smallest government? Because <laughs> I'm in favor of small government. I think Drown it's loaded it in the bathtub. No, you have climate change. There won't be any government at all. It'll be you know only only humans conceive of government. Oh, so I once see. We're gone, so. So civilization collapses, mere anarchy is let loose uh, as a crimson tide <laughs> upon the world or whatever. And yeah, like uh, I said, it'll it'll be the end of government. <laughs> it'll be roving hordes and no government. So if the Republicans truly want that, if my parties, that's where they're going, because the climate the climate is real. The climate change is a problem. And well, I, uh, I don't I, see it. And anybody I, can deny that. I honestly think the the ethos of the the people, the, the patricians controlling their the 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 Republican Party establishment, I really think the ethos is um, you know, sort of a new feudalism, you know, gated communities protected by our private soldiers, you know, like Eric Prince's, you know, Christian fascist mercenaries, and you know, keeping the the peons laboring in the fields or what doing whatever. And, you know, we'll ride out climate change uh, in our little, you know, gated communities with, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, bunkers full of supplies the, in the in the, you know, in the compound think, and stuff. Yeah, I'm thinking further down the road than that, where money has no value. And do you remember who worked through this whole pandemic? Do you remember the kinds of folks that were out there? Plumbers, electricians. Sure. Yeah. Truck drivers folks in the grocery stores, farmers, those are the essential people. And that's who will be left. I think. Well, so if we really went to it because they're the only folks that can produce stuff and the folks that don't, you know, well, we'll see. Uh, I, I think we have a, a I think one thing that the uh, problems we're having. So the, um, the build back better bill, which, uh, you know, I think is uh, in the form that it was, <laughs> it isn't dead yet. Uh, for a while there, the talk was of a three and a half trillion dollars over 10 year uh, plan that would address a number of pressing social needs like fam paid family leave and child tax credits and climate change, you know, just really fixing a lot of or, or taking a stab at fixing a lot of problems or at least making them less bad. And uh, the what we're currently talking about or what what the uh, news reports are saying is being currently debated is a measure of half that one point seven five over uh, 10 years. 
And uh, they have talked about allocating as much as $500 billion for um, uh, 550 clean energy and climate change investments, right. which yep. are certainly important and, and worth doing and kind That's of amazing, biggest- kind of amazing that Joe Manchin would, would, you know, release his chokehold for any of that. Well, you know why they're going to do things like create a, a group of people that go around and plant trees. Oh, that is going to be probably worse than useless. Well, that's the kind of things that are in there. But um, while we're on the topic of sort of the so top I, party, because that's, I, that's I, the I, biggest number. Can I give you I, the second biggest number? I, I just want to say, so uh, planting trees to sort of try and fight climate change, uh, you know, like carbon offsets. So a lot of those trees were planted in California and they burned up this in the wildfires this year so all of that carbon that was being sequestered in those trees is back out in the atmosphere and all of those climate offsets were for naught so like i said worse than useless well it's a youth program and i think it's modeled to look at that look like the wpa do you know what i mean it's like a it's a symbolic thing well, I certainly am not it's, against it's, planting it's trees, but as an actual like policy to deal with the accumulation of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, uh, tree planting is not the solution. There's there's other things I to just, do anyway. But sorry, yes. So the top line number is one point seven five trillion. What do you think? It, what's the second number that you think is important? Well, I'm just going by dollar size. This is not yep. judgmental. So, five fifty billion for climate. Yeah, four hundred billion. Can you guess what's the second priority? Uh, the F thirty five. Child care preschool. Oh. No, child care preschool. Yeah, all right. Pay for preschool for all those kiddos nationwide. Yeah. yeah. And then what's third? I, I mean, hey, we got a uh, lot. We got a lot more orphans these days. We got to do something with them. Oh, third is two hundred billion, and that's for child tax credit and earned income tax credits. So that's kids. So kids are two and three. Energy yep. is one, and kids are two and three priorities. So that's that's pretty good. I think that's in the right I, in the right I, order. Those are certainly important things. All of these provisions that they were talking about, and I I'm honestly drawing a blank on a lot of them right now. But you know, oh, you want to know the ones that are out because I have a list of the ones. Go that for got it. Taken yeah, out. yeah. Uh, are they out altogether or is the idea that they'll be, you know, given sort of uh, anemic funding for a while in the hopes that uh, the Democrats will be able to build upon, you know. These 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 are out as of today. Um, they may come back in like the right. monster in a monster movie, but sure. uh, no, fam- no family leave. This is as of about six o'clock today. Ugh. No family leave. Uh, right. No community college paid for. Right. Um, uh, no Medicare expansion for dental and vision, although hearing made it in Med- Medicare hearing. Amazing. So I can get hearing aids. Yeah. Which is weird because, you know, um, Elizabeth Warren passed a law two years ago. She created the bill, got lobbied and got it passed in the Senate and the House and it was signed so that you can buy hearing aids, not through uh, a health care company, but you can actually just buy hearing aids from Bose. and the industry has been stalling it and it's just gone into effect. So very shortly, probably in January, you'll be able to buy cheap hearing aids as if they were a pair of speakers, you know, a hundred bucks 
instead of 6,000. And it's so weird that now that Medicare is going to pay for it now that it's going to be. Now that it's going to be cheap. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was weird because they're undermining her, her bill in a way. It's not (laughs) weird. It's a, uh, I think, I don't think Joe Manchin likes uh, Elizabeth Warren very much. I think he thinks she's uppity. Um, <laughs> can't remember exactly. There was some interaction between them that I remember seeing a couple of years ago. And I was just like, oh, Joe Manchin does not like a woman with opinions, does he? I don't yeah, know. That, he's that, pretty old fashioned. That, he's I mean, very old fashioned. That might be me being jaded and cynical. Maybe I'm doing him a disservice. <laughs> but that honestly was my impression at the time. Just like, uh and and also, um, you know, sure, because it's here's the thing. It won't cost very much. So it's it's an easy thing to throw in and say, see, see, we're yeah. we're expanding Medicare. We're giving you hearing, you know, new hearing aids, <laughs> you know, like, hey, I just I just because they've already got a I, bill, you know, like dental uh, and uh, uh, vision. You know, I actually I just <laughs> recently watched on uh, uh, Turner Classic Movies uh, a movie from like 1960 called um, "The Sand Pebbles," uh, about like a U.S. Navy gunship uh, on the uh, river on the Yangtze River in like 1920 or something like that. As you know, the Sun Yat-sen's leading a revolution in China, and uh, so lots of trouble and whatever. But there are a whole bunch of poor Chinese men who are basically hanging around on this American ship or boat rather. Um, and they just do jobs. Like one guy's like the ship's barber. And so nobody shaves or cuts his hair, but the guy does it because that's his rice bowl and you don't mess with a man's rice bowl. And I think that's what's going on with, uh, Oh, there you go. Yeah. You know, and well, you know, the, the rice bowl is gone for, uh, for, for hearing aids. So, all right. Yep. Yep. So since it's already been plundered. Um, and the final thing that's definitely out is no prescription drug reform. And like I said, they may all creep back in because, you know, the text is 2,400 pages that was just produced tonight for the Build Back Better bill. So you can actually, I guess you can get it and look at it. And I think the fighting's going to start over that. Um, I forget what I was going to tell you. Oh, so you want to know what was in the bill? <laughs> what sure. stayed in? So what stayed in is uh, universal pre-K, uh, some elder elder care provisions, the ch- right. tax credit we talked about, and it's expanded, but it's only for one year. Uh, clean hmm. energy tax credits, which we talked about, expanded health care coverage, and that's uh, under Obamacare, and I think that includes some subsidies. Expanded Medicare for hearing, we just talked about. Uh, affordable housing, there's some money in there for that. And do I have the number on that? Uh, housing, 150 billion. Um, sorry, I can't read my own handwriting. School meals free. Uh, that stayed in. And there's, believe it or not, there's immigration reform back in, which was taken out by the House parliamentarian because oh. this is a reconciliation bill. And yeah. um, I he- I heard this on Fox, so don't discount it before I tell you what it is. So mm-hmm. there's um, Fox was portraying it as. 10 million in amnesty, (laughs) 10 million people in amnesty. And actually what it is, is they left in the dreamers provision. They're going to try and get it. That um, sounds great. I, uh, I, I I do understand why that does seem like a bad fit for reconciliation, but. Yeah. Cause it's a, yep. But anyway, so they've got that back in and I think they're going to test 
just the narrow piece that they have for the dreamers. But the Fox people picked that up. The um, folks on the on um, the more liberal news stations didn't pick that up. So, and actually, the guy that talked about it was challenged by the other folks saying that's not in the bill. And then he explained how that there's a reference to this, to that, and that it is in fact sneak snuck in the bill. So mm. anyway, so that's kind of the, that, I mean, that's quite a, that's quite a wish list. I mean, that's, it is that's intense. I mean, well, that'll change the way we do business in a lot of ways. It will. Um, but speaking of the way we do business, let's take a quick break, play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, and keep the FCC happy. So you're listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in the CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized orderly and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. to evidence-based radio, science and skepticism from a feminist and socialist perspective. Every week, we explore the interesting and important stories in science with a focus on the positive. Friday nights from 6 to 7 on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, or at evidencebasedarada.com. That's 6 to 7 p.m. Fridays on Valley Free Radio. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still talking with Sue Timberlake. And we're still bemoaning the uh, uh, uninspiring performance of our elected representatives in the Senate in particular. <laughs> um, yeah. 
you had something you wanted to, there were some more things you wanted to say about uh, what was in the bill, how, uh, uh, or how it was going to be funded, I think, because, you know, reconciliation yeah, means that, was- that we have to deal with purely with financing in the budget. So taxes and, and, and spending and so forth. So. Well, first, one thing is there's no more votes this week. Uh, I think we mentioned earlier they're just going to vote on the transportation extension that's expiring on Sunday. They're going to do that tonight. The, this It's Thursday when we're recording this. So, um, you know, the big fight, the other big fight, which is Kirsten Cinema's fight, is how they pay for it. Mm-hmm. And she basically vetoed playing with the tax tax rates. And I, I heard a piece um, – I actually heard Elizabeth Warren. I think it might have been first thing this morning. She was on, I think she was on Morning Joe. I'm not sure where she was, but they were playing her her statement, and she was saying that Kirsten Cinema actually was arguing not about the tax rates. I mean, she might have been arguing about that too, but she actually was holding the line and saying that they needed to close the loopholes on billionaires, and that you know stop playing around the edges, just 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 fix that. And I kind of like that. I mean, I'm I'm surprised because I never heard Kirsten Cinema Sim- say that. But I um but I heard um Elizabeth Warren saying that that was Kirsten Cinema's position and I take uh Elizabeth Warren at her word. I think that is her position. So, oh. um the, the I, I need to research about, that cuz I hadn't heard that. So yeah. Hmm. yeah, and I I've only heard it from Senator Warren. I haven't heard it anywhere else. So, um, do you think it's possible you, you misheard what she said? I mean, I honestly have no idea. It's a thing that happens to me all the time. So I wonder if it happens to other people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, listen, I thought I was, I am always right. I thought I was wrong once and, but turns out I was wrong. (laughs) Never mind. Um, so this is what's in the bill right now for how they're going to pay for it, which is kind of new because they've been flexing around with this. And, um, yeah, this is the uh, the measure to uh, uh, tax unrealized capital gains on uh, if people have sufficiently large amounts of money. Yeah, so there was a there was a billionaire's tax in, um, which was kind of a riff on Elizabeth Warren's plan, and um, yeah, the two percent uh, wealth tax. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. Uh, it's been that got that was up for a while about three days ago and then got thrown out again. That was Elizabeth Warren sort of it was like a, a subset of hers. So mm. what's in at the at the moment, because, you know, the text was just printed today on this bill. Mm-hmm. But there's a 15 percent corporate minimum tax on large mm-hmm. corporations and that people heard about that in the last three or four days, if you've been following it. Um that is if your tax burden is zero, but your books show that you had, um, I forget what the, the amount is. Then there's a new tax targeting companies that perform stock buybacks, which I think is very interesting. That is a good so idea. You, yeah. So that's that's in there. That's new. That's a, that's a, a big part t- of how uh, uh, corporations sort of launder money internally and feed it to, uh, yep. you know, the 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 people in the uh, executive suites and whatnot. So yeah, well, that's what happened with it. Do you remember the TARP buyout from 2009? That's I do. They, did. they gave TARP yeah. money to the companies. Yep. They all bought their stock back and drove up the price. It was, it was actually kind of brilliant, but 
that's not wasn't that's it was uh, morally abhorrent, but sort of brilliant as a tactic. Um, yeah. Then yeah. there's. There's a new tax surcharge targeting the wealthiest Americans. It would impose a new 5% tax rate on those with incomes above 10 million, an additional 3% surtax on income above 25 million. Now, the problem with that is that is that is tax on income, which the reason believe me, I understand. Don't, yeah, it, the rich people don't pay tax on income because they don't have earned income. They have. You well, know, there's there's some stocks and bonds and sure uh, increasing. I mean, it, it's certainly a good idea to tax those higher incomes, but because uh, some people do ha- still have that kind of money coming in. But yeah, uh, a lot of rich people, the money comes in from uh, uh, stock dividends and annuities and things like estate. that. Yeah, yeah, interest yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, so yeah. that kind of they, stuff they is have... is taxed at a at a significantly lower rate than than most yeah, earned income. They, they still haven't gone after carried interest, and I don't get why they aren't going after that, but that's all right. That's just not in there. Um, that's the one that actually Trump even raised when he was running for office. Sure. It's, you know, it's um, investment bankers. That's how they don't show income. So, well, and it's, uh, 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 again, I, I, I heard, I was reading about how there's a plan to tax unrealized capital gains. And capital gains are, for uh, the any listeners who don't know, is when I buy a stock for $100 and the price goes up to $150, when I sell it, that $50 is the capital gain. Um, uh, and but if you as, don't sell it... If I don't sell it, then I haven't made any money yet. I, I could make money on paper. Um, and you can borrow against it. And that, and you can, that's, that's the key. Um, yep. Because if... Because, uh, if I'm if one isn't borrowing against it, if it's just a matter of like, well, I have this asset uh, which has become more valuable on paper. The the two things to consider are one, um, stock prices, you know, like like aren't uh, in you know uh, constant dollars. They're not inflation adjusted. So you know, I bought the stock in 1980 for a hundred dollars, and now it's a hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, it's like like the actual gain in value is is negligible, but uh, you, you know you it's still the number is fifty dollars. So I would pay taxes on that fifty dollars if I sell it. But the other thing, you, you know, the other thing is, uh, it's if I can use it as collateral on a loan, then it's a, a resource, a valuable resource that becomes that I can leverage in in ways that other people can't. Uh, you know, and that isn't taxed at all. So it's 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 yeah. a kind of you know free wealth. So I'm sorry, you were, you were trying to say something. So sorry. Go ahead. Well, sort of two things. I'll tell you. Um, do you remember the mark to market fight during uh, the with the Enron of 2008? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because if you don't have to market to market, then you can inflate the value if you need it inflated, and you can have it be less if it's you know if it's if it if you need it to be less so that you don't pay any taxes yeah. mark and, to market and, mark to market in accounting is the idea that like you know well you know i've got shares in blah and it's the going or you know or i've, or I've got you know 50,000 things of gold or whatever and those currently go for a market price of x so what i have is worth y uh so i mark that as my assets and that's a different way of accounting for it, you yeah. know, 
Well, and the banks were using it to hide the fact that there was a huge collapse because they oh, right, right, right. had to yeah. mark to market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. They didn't want to acknowledge that their stuff was worthless. Yeah, because it was all these, you know. But anyway, the the fourth thing that's in there to pay for it, and again, these are as of today, Thursday, whatever today is, um, which you know by tomorrow they may be gone. Uh, roughly four hundred billion dollars to empower the Internal Revenue Service to pursue tax cheats. That is a good idea as well. With a focus, this is important on higher incomes, yeah. Americans with higher wealth. Absolutely. So those are the those are the four. Like I said, the billionaires tax came and came and went, but that comment about Elizabeth Warren and the. Um, I, I really, that is, that is fascinating to me. I, uh, that's really not the understanding I've had of Senator Cinema uh, or her oh, I know. policy objectives uh, uh, of late. I, so yeah, I, I definitely need to, to look, to look into that because that is not what I expected at all. Though yep. it's possible that just means I have been misinformed or don't understand Kirsten Cinema as well as I thought I did. Well, she, She's a smart bugger, Kirsten Cinema. So yeah. she may just be talking to somebody who understood what she was talking about. Because I'm not sure. Forgive me, senators. Well. <laughs> many, many of the senators, except for Elizabeth Warren, understands how the game is rigged. You That's know, they true. don't really. It's just no, like the internet. Of, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think there's plenty you know, of dum dums in the Senate. Yeah. <laughs> well, and reporters too. I mean, well, we yes. have people that. You know, they're just reporting what they see on the paper. They don't actually, you know, in the olden days, the journalists would actually do the, you know, like um, the fellows that exposed Nixon. I mean, they they did they did the work. You Woodward know, they and Bernstein, the yeah, 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 absolutely. And to understand understand how it worked, and and then they nailed them. You know, there's not a lot of people like that right now in our media. I mean, the media is not holding my party to account. Well, uh, you that, know, as that, much as I bemoaned it earlier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yes. And I, I honestly, I think that's that's the uh, a big part of what annoys me. I mean, I am really, really just so, you know, uh, fed up with uh, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, and and a few other Democratic senators to a lesser extent too, because they're. I think I think there's a few of them out there who are sort of hiding in mansion shadow, for example. Yep. But they're using um, them. They're um, hiding behind them. Yep. Yeah. 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 But like, you know, I, I understand, you know, wanting to uh, uh, or caring about the interests of large corporations and industries that are important in your state and so forth. You know, I, I get it. You know, part of being uh, a senator or a, a representative is you know, is, is being a booster for your home state or your home community. I, you know, so there's a certain amount of that. That's just, uh, you know, bring it home the pork, but you know, uh, there's, there's, it's important to recognize that there are, you know, that there is a, such a thing as a larger common good and that there are issues that go beyond just, Who's gonna, you know, what is this opportunity for us to, uh, uh, you know, line up at the public trough and 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 get an extra helping? And I really don't think that Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, uh, our, uh, see things differently. I think they're they're just like, well, this is this is my opportunity. 
you know, Kirsten Cinema really seems to just be interested in doing her own thing. Um, uh, She's certainly fund fundraising a lot. Fundraising a lot, not talking to constituents, not uh, uh, having press events. And, uh, you know, uh, there was that group of five veterans who were on a, like an advisory panel for her on, on you know, Veterans Affairs, who uh, very publicly resigned last week. And the woman who oh, drafted that. Their, yeah, well, the, the the woman who drafted their letter of, re, you know, their letter of resignation, you know, she said, like, I met Kirsten Cinema once for like 10 minutes at like a public event and she didn't really talk to me. And then COVID happened and I figured like, oh, well, of course, we're not really interacting with that much. We're all doing these meetings over Zoom. And it's like, no, 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 no. It seems like Kirsten Cinema just has no interest in talking to me about anything at all and just wants me to use me for a photo op. So, Well, you know, I just got a notice and I get wild stuff. So yeah, I don't know if I should even repeat this, but I will. Um, so uh, Presley in uh, New York, the representative is very cool. Um, I, I, uh, Ayanna Presley I'm from, from Massachusetts? Ayanna. She's not oh, from New York. Met, She's I'm here sorry, in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. She's like the fourth district, I think. I'm yeah, I'm sorry. I I did that. Yeah. I misspoke. But anyway, yeah, she's got um. Oh, I can't think of the guy's name whose district she has. Anyway, she um. I got a notice she that um. She isn't meeting with her con. Uh, yeah, constituents or her um, uh, returning phone calls or anything. Oh yeah. So it's it's. I don't know. Maybe people are getting harassed. Maybe our representatives, you know, don't want to pick up the phone because they're getting harassed. So. Well, I suppose that's that's possible. I she's not my congressperson, so I I haven't been trying to reach out to her, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and look at the school committee folks and the mayors and the I mean, everybody's getting. Oh, yeah. You know, the Trump, the Trump treatment, you know, it's it's like McCarthyism. You know, you're you're being accused of all kinds of things. So, Um, Well, and, and and screaming about how it's tyranny and the whole point is just, you know, we make kids wear masks and that's how it starts, because. All we care about is, is control. So, which I mean, like, doesn't really sound at all accurate to me. Cause like, I, I don't know, but, uh, that, that sort of, sort of, that's, that's a whole other kettle of fish, which again, we, we, we have talked about before. We will talk about again, I'm sure. Um, a, a thing that really annoys me about, uh, uh, press coverage, um, I'm I'm actually less annoyed uh, per se about uh, the media sort of shrugging their shoulders about uh, the Republicans. Uh, I mean, that is a problem because you know Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema only have the leverage that they do because nobody in your party is willing to break ranks for good and useful things. Anything? Yeah, yeah none of anything them. right now. Yeah. Not They're banded together. My party's banded together like sheep in a field with wolves all around. Right. And, not, and they're the wolves. <laughs> right. Not our former governor. Uh, not Elizabeth. Uh, not, not not Elizabeth. No. Uh, 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 not Olympia Snow. Um, Susan. Susan Collins. Yes. Susan Collins. Not Lisa Murkowski. Uh, Maine. Uh, you were thinking Maine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of the none of them are willing to say, yeah, OK, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I, I, I'll go for this, uh, you know, because what they're focused on is 
denying any kind of success to the Democrats that they possibly can. Um, but the problem I is, said, go ahead. It seems more like they're trying to stay out of the line of fire. Well, I from their own internal firing stay. squads, perhaps. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but Mitch McConnell that, certainly is opinion. focused on, on, doing everything he can to stymie any kind of democratic initiative. I mean, he's been very open oh, he's about fight yeah. this tooth and nail. Yeah, yeah. BBB is, you know, if he can kill it, he will. Yeah. Yeah. No, Every anything, tactic. anything Democrats want to do, he's against for whatever reason, you well, know, it doesn't matter what it, they want to do or why he's against it. If they're doing it. Well, so. and he's saying the American people don't want this bill, this bill, build he, back better bill. And, th- and th- I mean, that is gonna, obviously not he's true. Gonna, He's going to do everything he can the next two weeks to to kill it. Well, but you he know, wants when you Biden to polls, be a one-term president, just like he wanted Obama to be a one-term president. So yeah. Biden, Biden's polls are upside down right now. The the wrong track poll numbers. If you go on uh, real real clear yeah. politics, uh, what did I? I don't know if I wrote him down. Yeah, well, it's right. he's he's yeah. under forty percent. I think um, people. Yeah, but right know, right track run track is even worse. Yeah, but but well, you know, we, sure because you know uh, the president can only do so much, and uh, the uh, the the Congress is not doing anything. You know, like we, they they did some good stuff early on, but now it's all just you know tied up in uh, uh, sound and fury, and so far signifying nothing. I mean, you know, if this if these two big bills pass. That will be a helpful start, but um, not only is there a concerted disinformation campaign from the Trumpists because you know they want to put their their uh, their dear leader back in charge. Um, there's also the issue of um, what frustrates me about the media is they don't talk that much about what's in the bill. What uh, the what, for better or for worse, what the Democrats are trying to enact, and uh, they're not talking to any Republicans about why they don't want that. And yeah. you know, it's all just maybe about like they're just fighting over the money. When it's, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that maybe that'll change when it's passed, though. It's, because it's you know, simplistic stuff's in and out, and in again and out it's, again. It's simplistic, you know, like. Well, if we tell people like there's a dollar amount and it's about this and it's about that, you know, like that's the thumbnail version. People can follow that. And then it's simply, you know, it's political arm wrestling. And you can just see like who's, you know, whose wrist is getting closer to the to the table and whatever, you know, and it's it's easy to cover that. But, you know, it, it completely misses what is actually at stake. And you you want the purpose in the headline. Yeah, it's it's very hard to get it. I've read a lot to get to, you know, what I have, yeah, you yeah. know, what I've listed here. Sure. I've read a lot to try and understand it. And some of it's pretty sketchy still. Yeah. So, I mean, sketchy but, as in the not filled out in the details, not sketchy. as I wasn't passing an opinion on it. I just meant it wasn't filled out. Yeah. But I mean, details. you know, uh, uh, news media is business. And the business of media is to sell advertising. So the more time you spend uh, trying to expand things out and 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 uh, 
go off on digressions explaining what X, Y, or Z is, uh, the more people lose the plot. And simple, straightforward, elemental narratives, us versus them, you know, A versus B, partisan fight versus partisan fight. um, That's easy, and that's something they can sell. And that's... And yeah. that's that's really what it comes down to. It's all about how they package it. That's all they care about, um, with a few rare exceptions here and there around the edges. And that's why it's it's so difficult, because you know uh, if you're trying to, if you want to put out a news show and it helps to be able to talk to Republicans, the last thing you want to do is have some Republican on and ask them questions they don't feel comfortable answering because they'll just never come back. And then how are you going to be able to? you know, present the one side versus the other. Um, I always come back, even when you ask me difficult questions. <laughs> I must be a sucker for punishment. Just underlining your no, thing about brave. Um, what, the, what the country, what the country, uh, right track, wrong track. And this was from Real Clear Politics earlier today. Uh, wrong track uh, is ahead by 34 points, which means Ouch. 29% of the country think we're on the right track and 63% think we're on the wrong track. And that was on, that was on their, their surveys today. And, you know, they average them and do all that stuff. So you get a pretty good sense of that's pretty bad. 63% wrong track. And it's because of this, you know, this stuff that's in the media. Can I give you one more thing that's in the bill? We got, we got, we got like a minute left. So Uh, just briefly, this is also new because I told you about the civilian climate Corps. That's going to have 300,000 young people uh, restore forests and wetlands. The other new thing is if your state didn't expand Medicaid, which a lot of states didn't in the South, then um, they're going to let low-income folks into the ACA and they can buy a health plan. But that word buy means for no cost. So they can enter a health plan for no cost in the low um, in in the states that didn't sign up for Medicaid, which is pissing off the other states because they're all paying for it. And now the southern states that didn't, they're going to get it for free. But that's in the bill, too. So that was a, that was just a novel approach I hadn't heard of before. So, well, that's a lot that to talk about. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, I'd love to talk about it some more, but we really do have to, to wrap up. Uh, uh, so very quickly, uh, I would say that uh, we are currently on the wrong track, but for, probably for reasons that are different from most people's. Uh, uh, I, I like what Biden's trying to do. I just am worried that he won't be able to actually do it. And that's why I think we're on the wrong track. So I, I think know. he's going to pull it together. I think I think it's going to get through in two or three weeks. And I, I think that uh, the Democrat in New Jersey is going to win. And I think um, Virginia, who knows? Who's going to win, the Republican or the Democrat? Well, I'm hoping it's going to be the Democrat. I, I think people are still tired of COVID and Trump nonsense, but we'll see. Anyway, yeah, we'll we, see. We got to leave it there. Thanks to, as always, it's great chatting with you. Um, yep. So, uh, vote on Tuesday. <laughs> vote on Tuesday, November 2nd. Um, so, that's going to do it for Civil Politics Night here on Valley Free Radio. We got Subculture coming up in a minute, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and OK Asia at midnight. Uh, we'll have a podcast of the show going out to the various streaming services on the wee hours of Monday morning. And we have a repeat broadcast on Mondays at four in the afternoon. So listen to us all over again. But that'll do it for now for Civil Politics on Valley Free Radio. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.